It's working! Yay! Still breathing! We always start by saying yay. Do we? I think so. After that one time that we started recording and then we got like two hours in and oh, nothing you mean was fucking- recording. The fucking 9-11 episode? Yeah. What a great episode the to one, have to like the, go back to the very beginning and be like, okay, let's talk about this We're already emotionally again. raw, and then we have to rehash the entire thing? Yep. But anyway, now that God. we both know that we're recording. Hello. That was traumatic. Hello. Hello. Wonder what Haley's been listening to. <laughs> I was Couldn't watching. be Book of Mormon. Yeah, I was listening to Book of Mormon, so that's been stuck in my head. Hello. Ding dong. <laughs> Um, what are we going to talk about today? Um, in the vein of Book of Mormon, we're I was going to say, about- <laughs> it is a little similar, but also not a cult. But uh, is it though? Aren't all religions a little bit culty? I mean, it depends. I mean, to be honest, America's a little bit culty. I don't know of any other country where you pledge your religions to a country all day, every day, and teach small children to do it. Right? Wasn't that weird that we had to do that at school? I didn't think it was weird until somebody pointed it out who, like, did not, he, he wasn't from this country. Mm-hmm. And he was like, wait, you did that? And I was like, that's, you didn't? Yeah. <laughs> we were told to. With, by, the, by, like, the adults, the superiors, which makes it a little more, ugh, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. Yeah. But, so. But yeah, Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate. <laughs> This so is, Heaven's Gate. This is a weird one. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. For those who don't know what we're talking about, um, Heaven's Gate was basically an American UFO religious millenarian cult. Mm-hmm. And they were based in San Diego here in California. Yeah, good. Um, not in La Jolla, um, but close. And it was founded in 1974 and led by Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles. And it was basically a raging dumpster fire. Yeah. You could say To that. put it mildly. Yeah. I think most um, of the thing that most people know of it, or if you've ever heard of it or researched it, they show that one picture of the, like, the recruitment video of Marshall Applewhite. And like, he's oh got the God. crazy eyes. He's got the Manson eyes. Yeah. He does have like real crazy eyes. Like, he, like, something about these cult leaders, they all have the same eyes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's, like... Just something off. It's... It's yeah, something. They'll, they'll be, like, looking know. right at you, but not seeing you at all, and it's just weird. Yeah, it... I don't know. It, that's a good way to put it. Like, they're looking at you, but they're not seeing you, because it's just, like... And also, it's, like... I don't know if it's also something in the vein of, like, a lot of cult leaders think they're God. And I'm wondering if that's, like, the thing. Like, is that what you think God looks like? They like, just... I think that's, like, the one of the main things of cult. I haven't done a lot of research into cults. But, like, most of the ones that I've heard of is, like, um, like the Manson family and Heaven's Gate and... Um, what's the other one? Jones... Uh, the People's Temple. Yeah. Um and all those ones it, it that's how it it starts like all these people david koresh and like the the one of waco what branch davidians and they all mm-hmm. think they're god or yeah. jesus or whatever it is so yeah. I, I don't know if that's like the whole like scope of what a cult is like how do you how do you classify it 
I. <sighs> that's tough. That's. I'm gonna look mm, it up. Keep talking. Okay, keeping talking. Um. So yeah, Heaven's Gate was nuts, fucking nuts. Um. But for those who don't know a lot about it, the two founders. Uh, Marshall Applewhite, first of all, was the son of a Presbyterian minister, so he had religion in his background, Mm -hmm. um, and a former soldier. And in 1972, after being fired from the University of St. Thomas in Houston, Texas, um, and he he also, he was fired because, um, allegedly, there was a relationship going on between him and a male student. Oh, well, Um, I think I actually heard that about him, that he was constantly repressing gay thoughts yeah and that's Um, why he just took it like he took his religion up a notch he he cranked it up a notch but also it was never like proven and i couldn't find any like indication that he he that he had this relationship with the student that there was some kind of relationship but i mean I, I knew of a professor when I was in college who did have a relationship with a student, and I had teachers in high school that had relationships with students. What? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you that off mic. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds a little true crimey. It's just a different kind of crime. No, it was it was so stupid. But anyway, uh, oh. I just looked up the definition of cult, and it says a relatively small group of people having religious beliefs or practices regarded by others as strange or sinister. And it mm-hmm. also means a misplaced or excessive admiration for a particular person or thing. Okay. Yeah. So, and it I mean, said and that's, uh, synonyms yeah, were... That's right. Yeah, synonyms were um, obsession with, fixate, fixation on, mania for, or passion for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, you'll find you'll find that's a lot of these. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, go ahead. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> don't know. Don't know why I did that. I don't know for, what that for the record, was. don't know what it was. Me going, yeah, but I just sometimes the heart wants what the heart wants. That's all right. Um, Go for it. I'm. I'm. You know what? I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> um, but somebody. No, I'm kidding. Um, but so yeah. So he met after he was fired. A woman named Bonnie Nettles, and she was a married nurse who had an interest in theology and biblical prophecy and philosophy and all of like the things that get cults started. Mm-hmm. Um, so, according to Applewhite's writings, the two met in the psychiatric hospital where she worked during his stay there. That's and where love be- blooms. Oh, no, it's where friendship blooms, because they did become, like, very close friends. Mm-hmm. Which is totally normal. I have a lot of friends who are nurses, and they're telling me all the time about how they meet, like, a psycho who's, like, flinging shit at them, and then they become best friends, and they're going out for coffee. Good. Totally normal. Totally makes sense. N- no red flags mm-hmm. anywhere whatsoever. But, yeah, um... So they met, they became really close friends, and then he later recalled that he felt like he had known Nettles for a long time, and therefore concluded that they must have met in a past life. Good. I mean, of course. I, it just, uh, it's, it's, it's very new agey. And yeah. I've got no problem with reincarnation. I've got no problem with, like, past lives, anything like that. I do have a problem with crazy. 
Yeah. I I have a big problem with crazy. Um, but yeah, and then Nettles told him that their meeting had been foretold to her by extraterrestrials, which persuaded him that... And she's working at the psychiatric hospital? That's what I was going to say. <laughs> that was where I was going with this. I was like, um, she shouldn't have been working there. She very well could have been a patient, right. like, that trying to escape. just put on a escape. white coat. Put on a white coat one day and was like, hi, my name is Dr. Hey. Nettles, or Nurse Nettles. Hey, I work here now. <laughs> and the aliens With the told eyes, me. the crazy eyes. And the aliens told me. The aliens told me I work here now. <laughs> Great. So they both They weren't think, sure if I had benefits, though. Would you be able to answer that for me? So they both think that they're just destined to they're, be together. It's Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, they're both fucking nuts. Um, but so she also persuaded him that he had a divine assignment of some sort. Mm. Um, and so then the two of them began pondering the life of St. Francis of Assisi. Assisi? I've heard, I went to Catholic school, I've heard different pronunciations, and probably neither of them are correct. So all my Italians, let me know, hit me up. Make it up. Um, I'm working on it. Um, and because coming up next... They read works by authors including Helen Blavatsky. That sounds I think right. I got that. That sounds. That, it's yeah. sounding right. Um, R. D. Lang, Lying, Lang, L. A. I. N. G. And okay. Richard Bach. That was and an easy one. That was an easy one. And they kept a King James Bible with them and studied a lot of passages from the New Testament. And they focused on teachings about Christiolo- Christiology. <laughs> Um, okay. I wanted to say Christianity, even though my notes say Christiology. Um, asceti- asceticism. It's very hard to say, very easy to understand, because it is just a lifestyle that is characterized by maintaining abstinence to achieve spiritual goals. Ah, okay. So, like edging, but not. <laughs> it's like, you don't do anything. It's like edging to see God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's God, not Jesus, but go ahead. (laughs) Really? I thought you were correcting me. Um, (laughs) And then eschatology, which is the study of the ultimate destiny of the individual soul and the entire created order, which is based primarily on biblical texts. So basically, Hmm. like, where did I come from? Where will my soul end up? Like, is there a heaven? Is there a hell? Like, what is, like, who created things? How did we come to be? It's all very meta. Mm. Um, So, all very interesting things, though, that they they were interested in. I mean, I'm not so, I'm not here for edging for Jesus, but I'm all about, like, everybody, I think, has curiosities and has, like, interests in what happens next. What happens when we die? Where did we come from? All of that fun stuff. But, yeah. Um, Applewhite himself was also an avid reader of science fiction, Mm -hmm. and he especially enjoyed the works of Robert A. Heinlein, Heinlein, um, and he's the author of Starship Troopers, for those who know them, um, and Arthur C. Clarke, who wrote, among other things, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, okay. And, yes, and the two of them, along with Isaac Asimov, are basically the big three of science fiction. Okay. I'm not huge on science fiction, but I do know uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey and... Um, Starship Troopers? Yes. Yeah, I've heard, it. I've yeah. heard of it before. I, yeah, I tried to pick the big ones for those who aren't big science fiction fans. Um, and 
among science fiction fans, those aren't his bigger works, but those are two that kind of transcended outside of science fiction Got and it. became known throughout popular culture. Got it. Um, but yeah, so then by June 1974, Applewhite and Nettles' beliefs had solidified into a basic outline, and they concluded that they had been chosen to fulfill biblical prophecies and that they had been given higher level minds than other people. Mm. I'm all about that. I believe that I have a better mind than other people. Doesn't mean I'm going to become a cultist. No. No. Um, also, I don't. I know I'm stupid. But um, <laughs> they wrote a pamphlet that described Jesus's reincarnation as a Texan, which was actually just a thinly veiled reference to Applewhite. Um, <laughs> Great. <laughs> like, like it, it reminded me the way that they were describing things. It was like when you go to a... Like, some psychics are legitimate, but when you go to a not legitimate psychic, uh-huh. and she, like, says things like, you had a person who died in your life at some point, and you're, like, grasping a picture of your grandmother, your dead <laughs> yeah. grandmother. Or, like, it's, as it, you walk into the room, she's clicking off your Facebook. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It was very much like that. Like, oh. Yeah. Jesus had blue eyes, or the Texas Jesus has blue eyes and was the son of a minister and a soldier. Yeah. No way, I have blue eyes, crazy eyes, Whoa. and I'm the son of, yeah, like stuff like that. And people just lapped it up, though. Of course. Um, so furthermore, they concluded that there were two witnesses um, that were described in the biblical book of Revelation. That's like something that is described. They they concluded that they were those witnesses. Okay. And... Occasionally, they would visit churches and other spiritual groups to speak of their identities as these biblical witnesses uh-huh. and would often refer to themselves as the two or yeah. the UFO two. <laughs> Good. Because that makes sense. Beam me up, Jesus. He's just a and little too into science fiction, but also crazy religious. Yes, this is religious fanaticism at its finest. Uh-huh. Um. So then they believed that they would be killed and then restored to life. And, you know, like Jesus fucking did. And um, in view of others, they would be transported onto a spaceship. Hmm. I don't remember that part. of like I, like, I don't think that's what we celebrate for Easter. I could be wrong. Maybe I learned the wrong thing in school. Yeah, I missed that chapter. I don't remember the spaceship. Um, but this event which they refer to as the demonstration, was to prove their claims that they were the two. And to their dismay, shockingly, these ideas were poorly received by existing religious communities. Yeah. <laughs> Who'd they have were thunk like, it? They were like, no, that's not what we're talking about. They're being poorly received by us. So, I mean... Yeah. No shit. But, yeah. So eventually, Applewhite and Nettles resolved to contact extraterrestrials, and they sought like-minded followers, which, okay, to each their own. Yeah, um, find a group and, of crazies that believe in your crazy, and then that's how you make friends. Yeah, that's how I found you. Yeah. Um, they published advertisements for meetings where they recruited disciples, whom they called, very cool, The Crew. <laughs> Aww. That um, made, like, honest, I kind of that, loved that. That honestly made my heart hurt. <laughs> no, I thought it was so cute. It reminds me of like when your grandmother is like, oh, like me and the girls, we're just going to go to our knitting club. Like, it's just, it's so cute. Um, yeah. But, it's too so, cute for a cult. 
it's too cute for a cult. Exactly. Um, if they didn't do these terrible things that I'm about to tell you, then it would be fine. Yeah. Um, but at the events that they would hold, they purported to represent beings from another planet, um, which they called the next level. Mm-hmm. And they sought participants for an experiment. This planet sought participants for an experiment. Um, Creepy. Yeah. They said that those who agreed to take part in the experiment would be brought to a higher evolutionary level. Hmm. So, in 1975, during a group meeting with 80 people in Joan Culpepper's home in Studio City, and for those of you who are wondering, the name Joan Culpepper sounded really familiar to me. Um, I couldn't really find anything, like, all that came up about her was that she was in this cult, so she must have been, like, a... What's the word? Like, a... Not an outspoken member, because we'll get into that. Not uh-huh. really anybody was very outspoken, but just probably, like, a... Like, a... Who who was David Miscavige's second-in-command that escaped recently? I don't... I don't know. Um... But yeah, all I could really find about her... One of the more well-known members of the Yeah, one of the more well-known members, and um, all I could really find was that she was a psychic. Do I hear your cats meowing in the background? Probably, because they want to get in here. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) So if anybody else can hear that, that's why. Uh, They're they're revolting, because they want to get in here, and occasionally I will see a paw under a door. Good. Uh, But I've locked them out, like a good mother, so it's fine. Um, Like every mother does. Um... So, yeah, so they all met up at her house in Studio City, California, and there were about 80 people there. It was like a, it was a hopping party, and they all shared their, quote, simultaneous revelation that they had been told they were the two witnesses written into the Bible's story of the end of time. Mm-hmm. So suddenly everybody has this vision that they are the two. Good. Um, yeah, as one does. And I'm sure moon rocks were not involved. Later that year, the crew assembled at a hotel in Waldport, Oregon. And after selling all of their, what were seen as worldly possessions, um, and they said goodbye to their families and their friends and everybody, they vanished from the hotel and from the public eye. And that night, uh, Walter Cronkite reported on the CBS Evening News that the group had disappeared in one of the very first national reports on the developing group. Um, So, like, you know it's big when Walter Cronkite gets up in this. Mm -hmm. And he said, quote, a score of persons have disappeared. It's a mystery whether they've been taken on a so-called trip to eternity or simply been taken. Oh. Yeah. Um, So, in reality, Applewhite and Nettles had arranged for the group to go underground. And from that point, they called themselves Doe and T. Like yes. D-O and T-I. Yes, I remember And I that. was like, okay. Um, so they led nearly now 100 people of their crew um, mm-hmm. across the country, and they slept in tents and sleeping bags, and they begged on the streets. And they were able to evade detection by the authorities and the media, which allowed the group to focus on Doe and T's doctrine of helping members of the crew achieve a, quote, higher evolutionary level, mm-hmm. which was above human. And they claimed that they had already reached that level, but they wanted to help the crew. Um, can, can we, like, 
Can we call people who listen to our podcast the crew? <laughs> I would like that very much. <laughs> um, but I think like, that would be too much. And uh, also, they have a problem with copyright infringement, which I'll get into. That's um, hilarious. Wait, I just wanted to say one quick thing. Um, he went to the um, psychiatric hospital where uh, Bonnie Nettles was... Yeah, yeah, where Nettles was was working. Um, did they say what he went to the hospital for? No, it was basically like he got fired and like lost it. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I was thinking that this like this could possibly be like a shared psychotic disorder because he is oh. already he already exhibits signs of having a uh, um, mental defect no so, shit yeah so he thinks he's jesus we, yeah um but the uh, i think it's called like fully ado is like the term oh, for the shared yeah, psychotic yeah, yeah. disorder like isn't that what um christine and leah papine had yeah yeah didn't but they I, have fully ado yeah i i just isn't it also the, isn't it also that fallout boy reference <laughs> i don't know no, it is. I'm just I'm I'm calling back to my pop punk emo childhood teenager. Good. Uh, I just looked up the de- the definition of it because apparently I'm the dictionary for this episode. And, Love you. Uh, mean it. It says uh, that it is a delusion that develops in an individual who is involved in a close re- relationship with a person um, who already has a psychotic disorder with uh, prominent delusions. So that sounds almost like exactly what's going on is that apple white already has a psychotic disorder with delusions and she is sucked in and uh like kind of expounding upon it saying like yeah i believe you and by the way also aliens (laughs) that one guy on the history channel aliens (laughs) yes (laughs) but anyway Um, uh, i just didn't know what he went to the the psychiatric hospital for no i because i looked to and he because what i saw was like he wrote that he was visiting a friend and like it like a rom-com almost except they weren't in love like their eyes locked and they shared all of the secrets of like the universe and all this other stuff but everybody was like there's no way that's actually what happened Mm -hmm. he was in there because he's crazy we just don't know why oh was the like interpretation yeah like we don't know why he was there but we assure you it was not to like visit a friend in a psychiatric hospital when you are so unwell yourself um but no um where am i here what am i doing uh they were sleeping on the streets (laughs) yeah they were begging and they were telling everybody we're already at this higher level now we're gonna help you level up um so i mean they sound like they're 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 just winning they sound like hardcore gamers to me, man, with all this level up shit. It is. Um, they're they're just they're super smashing the shit out of things. Mm-hmm. But um so they used a lot of aliases over the years, um, Apple, White, and Nettles. Um mm-hmm. in addition to Doe and T, which was a notable one, there was also a big one. <sighs> Bo and Peep. Yes, I remember that one. <laughs> just like can can we call our fans? I don't want to call them fans. Can we call our like listeners, the crew, and can we be Bo and Peep? No, I don't like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> what 
What if I was Peep? You can be Bo. I don't like that. We already <laughs> have right, Mo. I'll be Bo. You can be Peep. <laughs> Mo and the Peeps. Wait. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm not well either. No, okay. Clearly. Um, <laughs> nah, yeah. Um, but so the group also had a variety of names prior to the adoption of the name Heaven's Gate. And um, one was the Human Individual Metamorphosis, or HIM. H-I-M. Okay. That's um, too much. Yeah, a little bit. It also reminds me, for those who watched Powerpuff Girls growing up, of that one, like, demon character who was also named HIM. Yes. It was like it was like an androgynous like demon because he yep. had this like or they had this like sick like fur lined coat and like super cute boots, but also mm-hmm. their name was him, so you never really knew. Yeah. Um but you were a kid, so you didn't really have to know. Um but so yeah, him was one of their one of their original names. Um and they reinvented and renamed themselves several times and had a variety of recruitment mes- methods. And Applewhite believed that he was directly related to Jesus, mm-hmm. meaning he was a, quote, evolutionary kingdom level above human. Good. K. <laughs> and his writings indicated that he believed he was Jesus's successor and the, quote, present representative of Christ on Earth. All right. So our friends Doe and T taught during the religious movement's early beginnings that mm-hmm. Doe's bodily, quote, vehicle, which is what they refer to your body as basically in their teachings throughout, is that this isn't a body, it's a vehicle. Sexy. Um, the spirit is the important thing. The vehicle is just what gets you your to meat. from. Yes. Um, yeah. Your meat shield. <laughs> but <laughs> um, it was inhabited by the same, like, his vehicle was inhabited by the same alien spirit that belonged to Jesus. So now not only is he Jesus, is he Jesus's descendant, is he Jesus's like next of kin basically? He also Jesus He's the is an spirit alien. Of Jesus. Yeah. Yes. But Jesus is also an alien now. Okay. So okay. Um and likewise, T was presented as God the Father, which to be fair, I believed God as a woman long before Ariana Grande proposed it. All right. I'm on board. Um, I'm, I'm all about it. So, God is a woman, Jesus is an alien, and moving on. Um, the crew used a lot of methods to recruit as they toured the United States. And as, as you know, they were destitute, so that kind of yeah. didn't help things. But um, they proclaimed the gospel of a higher level metamorphosis and the deceit of humans by false god spirits the envelopment of with sunlight for meditative healing and the divinity the divinity excuse me of the ufo too wow that's a lot so they, to take in that's a, from somebody just like sleeping in a sleeping bag on the is, side of not, the road it is and it's not because at the same time they they've got they have no jobs they have nothing better to do of course they're going to come up with all this that's true they got plenty of time to come up with crazy. They got so much time! Um, but so throughout the late 70s and early 80s, um, as their belief system developed around the cult of personalities, the membership grew, and mm-hmm. many of Applewhite and Nettles' crew hailed from like a lot of diverse backgrounds in terms of spiritual beliefs, in terms of like ethnicity and whatnot. Um, 
A lot of them are described by researchers as having been, quote, longtime truth seekers um, Mm. or spiritual hippies who had long since believed in attempting to find themselves through spiritual means. Um, Okay. And surprisingly, though, uh, many of those same researchers note that not all of Applewhite's crew were hippies recruited from far-left alternative religious backgrounds mm-hmm. um, because one of the recruits was a man named John Craig, um, and he was, like, one of the OG recruits, like a crew before it was Heaven's Gate. Yeah. And um, he was actually a respected Republican running for the Colorado House of Reps at the time he joined in 1975. Well, we already talked about Bundy being a Republican, so we know that the Republicans are into some wacky shit. I mean, so are the Democrats at the same time, but like, yeah, this dude, this dude was into some weird, some weird shit. Yeah, wasn't, um, Gacy, wasn't he a Democrat? Like, popular Democrat? You know, I don't know. That's actually a good question. I know there was, like, Bundy was the, uh, true crime Republican and I think the one that was Democrat was Gacy. I'm not 100% sure. But one of these days I'll get around to doing a Gacy episode. So we'll learn we then. Sh- we should do like a like a guess what political affiliation. <laughs> Great. <laughs> With these serial killers. Because, you know, like it makes sense. Like that seems like something everybody likes to about. If we can find that about. information from a bunch of them. Because I don't think that was the main story running in the, some of the papers about these guys. So. Definitely not. no. I actually no. Uh, with Bundy, what we learned from the Bundy tapes, I think it was just because he wanted to run for office as a Republican, and he was like outspoken. Well, like yeah, I guess you would call me a Republican. Yeah, but he also helped. But he's the exception. Yeah, he is the only exception. Too much also, singing on this episode. <laughs> to, th- this is this is the crime culture <laughs> sing along. Um, ooh. Ooh, we could be the crime culture club, like the culture club with Boy George. I like that. But the better. crime culture club? Yeah. I love us. Then we could be the CCC um, instead of the KKK. You can be Doe, I can be T. I don't like it. <laughs> get on with your story. I'm trying. You keep interrupting me. Let's get to the good part. <laughs> I was waiting for you to like blow up at me because you're definitely not interrupting. Um, but so yeah. Um he was john craig was one of the like higher profile members yeah um and as recruit numbers grew during its pre-internet days um we'll get into post-internet days the clan of quote ufo followers all seem to have in common a need for a communal belonging in an alternative path to higher existence without the constraints of institutionalized faith um, yeah i feel however, like that that's the thing that comes up with a lot of uh cults like that like i think the branch davidians was something very similar to that as well yeah like i i think that's because it's easy to rope people in that way because i think that's kind of like what a lot of us want is we want to learn about like why everything is the way it is and higher powers and everything but we don't want to like have to go to church every sunday or we don't have yeah, to there's, like there's so many meditate certain times yeah. of day or year or month or what have you and like, there's a lot of like, we don't ha- we don't want to have to give up certain foods or certain cloths. Yeah, organized or certain, re- like organized religion is very rigid, and this yes. kind of gave people now like we're cool, we're we're called the crew, and we yeah, 
where they grew. Yeah. yeah. Um, however, so everything was kind of like kumbaya for a while. But then uh, Nettles died of liver cancer in 1985. Mm. And... When that happened, it was from Applewhite's subsequent revision of the group's doctrines that the crew gained an eventual reputation as a cyberculture mm-hmm. form of religious thought reform. And by the mid-90s, the group had become reclusive, identifying themselves using the business name, quote, Higher Source, and mm-hmm. using their website to proselytize and recruit followers. Um, I remember seeing... Proselytize. <laughs> and recruit followers i remember I seeing like little bits of the recruitment video and like the little symbol that they have for heaven's gate oh, the little, oh like, we'll get there thing. yeah but it just looks like a really rad 80s video it's, game it, it's super like and we'll get into that whole thing like it's super it like to me it was more 90s but i can see the 80s vibe it's like super new agey it's like it's nuts um it. but so yeah so Rumors began spreading throughout the group in the following years that the upcoming comet Hale-Bopp, which had mm-hmm. which had initially been discovered in 1985. There is a lot of singing in this episode. Um, every, every good show has a musical episode. This can be it. Um, this is our Buffy. Uh, but it had been discovered in 1995, and it housed the secret they believed to their ultimate salvation and ascendance into the kingdom of heaven. Wow. This reminds me Stranger of... things have happened. The Great Comet? No. This reminds oh. me of, uh, you know that episode of Parks and Rec? All where of them. The, the guy uh, wants to rent that park for his, like... Yep final yep. thing for um like his lizard people cults yeah what yes. is it what's the like zorp i yeah like zorg or zordon or something i think zordon no, was, was a power ranger villain it, it was zorp zorp that's it yeah that's it zorp yeah and it was like the end of the world whatever and also every, every like couple months is the end of the world now that i'm thinking of it that guy like he had the he had um, the guys the haircut yeah but he also yeah. had like the apple white haircut yeah, well, I mean, it's not hard. It's super short hair with that's just fucking white. Yeah, but it was weird. <laughs> he is a white man. Like, all white old men look the same. <laughs> um, and I'm not the only one who says that. My sister says the same thing. Um, except she says it a little less... What's the word? Um, <laughs> PC? I don't know. Is Cracker not PC to say? No, I like think it's one, fun. One time, actually, funny story. So for those who don't know, my sister is adopted from South Korea, and she is super funny about the whole thing. Um, and one time she walked into our family room, and all of us were kind of just sitting around, and she goes, oh, look, a box of Triscuits. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, so I was like, all right, this is fine, but also, you keep doing you, because that was really funny. <laughs> um, but so, yeah. So because this was now their, like, internet phase... Um, their website is pretty much unchanged. Like, Mm -hmm. if you go in, it is like a time capsule of what websites were in, like, the 90s. Yeah. It's amazing. It's awesome. Multicolored fonts, flashing GIFs. Um, like, all it's missing is, like, the mouse that has, like, the trail going along behind it. (laughs) Um, but, yeah, so when you go to their website, the homepage reads... Whether Hale-Bopp has a companion or not is irrelevant from our perspective. 
However, its arrival is joyously very significant to us at Heaven's Gate. The joy is that our older member in the evolutionary level above, the Kingdom of Heaven, has made it clear to us that Hale-Bopp's approach is the marker we've been waiting for, the time for the arrival of the spacecraft from the level above human to take us home to their world, in literal, in the literal heavens. Mm-hmm. Our 22 years of classroom here on planet Earth is finally coming to conclusion. Graduation from the human evolutionary level. We are happily prepared to leave this world and go with T's crew. If you study the material on this website, you will hopefully understand our joy and what our purpose here on Earth has been. You may even find your boarding pass to leave with us during this brief window. We are so very thankful that we have been recipients of this opportunity to prepare for the kingdom for membership in their kingdom and to experience their boundless caring and nurturing. Yeah, just to to let everyone know, it's still a real website. Yes, like you can go to it. It's heavensgate.com. Yes, there's a surviving cult member, I believe. Yes, two. and they keep this running. Yep. From, but I think it's kept, from like Well, they keep it running like they keep, yeah, it's from 97. No, it's from before 97. Um, I think it's from 95. But um, they basically just keep paying the, like, what's the word? When, you're, when your web domain like goes to expire. Like the dues for it or whatever? Yeah, they keep paying yeah. for it. But, like, they, since, since the, like, big blow up with the cult, they haven't touched it. Oh, okay. And you'll, you'll find, like, it's, it's quite literal. Like, I can't get too much into it because I'll talk about more later. But, like, it's very dated. Like, yeah, in their content, they, in everything. They have uh, an email address and a mailing address where you can send them shit. Well, they they have an email address where you can request things from them. It's like rep at heavensgate.com or something. Yeah. But the mailing address is, it's not a mailing address. It's like, um, I'm trying to think of like, it's like a P.O. box, but not really. It's like oh, when, okay. um, it's like your school, say, gets like materials from Texas Instruments oh, and you yeah, can yeah, write yeah. to Texas Instruments, that sort of thing. Got it. It's like the distributor of their materials. I don't know why somebody is agreeing to distribute their materials still, but okay. That's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah. So then in 1996, members of Doe's clan took their interme- internet recruitment and technical savviness to new levels in a large home they called the Monastery, mm. um, which was a 9,000 square foot residence in Rancho Santa Fe. Which is near wow. San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the home would eventually be a gathering place for the group's final siren call and the, quote, closure to Heaven's Gate that the return of Hale-Bopp signif- signified. Mm-hmm. Um, so known to the mainstream media, though pretty much ignored during like the 60s and I mean the 60s, Jesus Christ, during the 70s and the 80s and a lot of the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, Heaven's Gate was better known in UFO circles, as well as in a series of academic studies by sociologist Robert Belch. Um, and he also wrote, he's written, like, chapters in textbooks for, like, on cults and things like that. Like, he's he's a very, like, on both Heaven's Gate and other subjects. He's very well known, and he's something of an expert on cults and on Heaven's Gate. Um, so, and then Coast to Coast AM... Who's, which is a radio show, their host Art Bell featured Heaven's Gate and the, quote, companion object in the shadow of the Hale-Bopp on several... Uh, uh, I can't speak. I can't fucking speak today. Um, 
in the shadow of Hale-Bopp on several programs. And in January 1994, so just soon before my wee self made its presence known into the world, mm-hmm. um, LA Weekly ran an article on the group, which at that time they were known as the Total Overcomers. Like, these people have so many they keep name rebranding. changes. They, they, no, like they rebrand more than P. Diddy or whatever his name is now. Puff, Snoop, I don't know what his name is anymore. His name was never Snoop. Sean Combs. I know it was never Snoop, okay? <laughs> I know it was never Snoop. My point is they rebrand more than whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever he is now. But, um, so then it was through this article that member Rio D'Angelo discovered the group and eventually he joined them. And he was another, like, high-profile member, like, um, Joan... Oh, goodness, now I'm forgetting her name. Um. Yes, the the, the yeah. one we had spoken about earlier. Yes. Um, but so, and his real name was Richard Ford, and he actually went on to write a book called Beyond the Hum- Beyond Human Mind: The Soul Evolution S O U L Evolution mm-hmm. of Heaven's Gate. Um, and he just he was a, another like high profile like member who went and that he got in and then he got out yeah um so then journalist and filmmaker around the same time lewis thoreau contacted heaven's gate while making a program for his bbc2 documentary series lewis thoreau's weird weekends um mm-hmm. he contacted them in march of 1997 and in response to his email thoreau was told that heaven's gate could not take part in the documentary as quote at the present time, a project like this would be an interference with what we must focus on. Hmm. End quote. <sighs> you have no idea. Because you know what they were focusing on? What? Well, on like March 19th or 20th, they don't really, nobody really knows when, because again, they were so secretive. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1997, Marshall Applewhite taped himself speaking of mass suicide and asserted, quote, it was the only way to evacuate this earth, end quote. Oof. After claiming that a spacecraft was tra- was trailing Comet Hale-Bopp, Applewhite persuaded 38 followers to commit suicide so that their souls could board the supposed craft. Um, White believed that after their deaths, an unidentified flying object, or UFO, would take their souls into another level of existence above human, which he described as being both physical and spiritual. Mm. This and other UFO-related beliefs held by the group have led some observers to characterize the group as a type of UFO religion, which is why when I named all of those types of, like, a religion they could be in the beginning, like, that's why Mm -hmm. it had so many names, because it doesn't fit into one specific box. Yeah. Um, Which I think generally runs the case for, like, Jesus and UFOs. Um, Yeah. Haven't heard that comparison very much. But, um... It's very niche. Yes, very niche. Um... But furthermore, in October 1996, the group had purchased alien abduction insurance that would cover up to 50 members and would pay out $1 million per person. Um, and for those who are curious, because I know I was, the policy covered abduction, death by aliens, and impregnation. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go out and get that. And the group rented a 9,200-square-foot mansion located near 
18341 Colina Norte, which was later changed to Paseo Victoria in a gated community of upscale homes in the San Diego area community of Rancho Santa Fe from someone named Sam Kuchas Fahani. And they mm-hmm. paid 7000 a month in cash. Wow. In cash. Just rolling up with a stack of ones. <laughs> quarters. <laughs> Rolls yeah, right. of quarters. Jesus. Um, yeah. Like, I can't imagine. I don't know where the money's coming from. I Well, I kind of know where the money's coming from because they would, like, sell things. But I'll get into that. But, like, damn. Yeah. Um, so the members and Apple White also uh, took phenobarbital mixed with applesauce and washed it all down with vodka. Um, additionally, they secured plastic bags around their heads after ingesting the mix to induce asphyxiation. Mm-hmm. And they were all found dead in the house they were renting on March 26th, 1997, in the heat of the California spring. <sighs> Many of the bodies had begun to decompose by the time they were discovered. Oh, God. Um, The bodies were later cremated because they were fucking gross. Yeah. Um, Like, I was, it was, like, I was looking at pictures. I was trying to find pictures of, like, I'll get into what they all were wearing because I was trying to find pictures of that. Uh Um, And there was one, there was, like, a real estate guy who was basically assigned the task by the home's owner of redoing the entire inside because so many bodies had like decomposed there so he could sell it i think it sold i think i read that it sold for 1.3 million but i'm not sure but he was just like buy that i i probably us no there's (laughs) bad juju in there i don't like it zorp is in there yeah right Um, (laughs) but no but he was like like and there were were blood stains like in the carpet, <gasps> not because they like did anything violent, but because like the bodies began leaking fluids. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, no. Yeah, like it was that bad. It was that like for for those who don't live in the area, for those who don't know, like winter in California right now is ranging anywhere from like sixty to seventy degrees. So it's already pretty warm, but then spring is coming. Like it's a little bit warmer the sun is shining the air is clean the tank is clean it's just a mess (laughs) yeah um but so yeah so when they were discovered by the authorities they were found lying neatly in their own bunk beds faces and torsos covered by a square purple cloth Mm. um each member was wearing the same outfit they had a five dollar bill and three quarters in their pockets and Hmm. people like it was later explained the five dollar bill was to cover vagrancy fines and the members while the members were out on jobs and the quarters were for members to make phone calls add a little old something kids called a pay phone which i had way back when um but all 39 people like i said they were dressed the same they had identical black shirts and sweatpants um Uh They all had the same haircut, which was kind of like a short page boy bowl cut done by a toddler vibe. Um, yeah. Like when your mom gets really pissed at you because your bangs are too long and just kind of grabs a chunk and cuts. Um, that's what it looked like on like all of their heads. Like Apple White had Apple White had an OK cut in that his was just kind of like buzzed. Everybody yeah. else like I feel bad. Um, but no. And then they also had brand new black and white Nike Decades athletic shoes and armband yeah, patches. Yeah, I saw a really bad meme about that with the shoes. 
sneakerheads love those shoes. They're like a major collector's item. Like I you know, can find them on eBay for like nine hundred dollars up. But I saw a really not cool meme about it. Do I want to know? It like was you keep. You it was a bring picture, it up if you weren't gonna. Ugh. It was a picture of the lower torso. I guess a crime scene photo. And Probably. it showed the shoes, and it said, just do it. Well, no, and that was a big thing, because that was the slogan, and that that wasn't Ugh. just, like, a fucked up meme. That was, like, something people talked about. Oh, God. <laughs> there was also a rumor that, like, a waitress who interacted with Applewhite and the salesperson that sold the shoes, the Nikes, to Applewhite, and somebody else, that they were the ones that started the, if you see something, say something, because they were all, like, suspicious. But oh, God. And that was, like, disproven. It was, like, a theory on Reddit. Like, somebody told this story because yeah. they all felt so guilty because they noticed that something was amiss, yeah. but they didn't say anything. Yeah, yeah. But, um, make no mistake, if you we don't know who started If You See Something, Say Something. Wasn't those people. But, yeah, like, these shoes wouldn't be cool. Not, not, that, not that mass suicide is cool. That's not what I'm saying. But... These shoes would not be as expensive as they are. They would not be as sought after as they are. They would not seen as being be seen as being so cool mm-hmm. if it wasn't for this suicide. Well, that's how the um, the DeLorean became popular is because yeah. uh, John DeLorean was transporting coke or something like that. It was something like that. Like he was doing shady shit with the DeLorean. Yeah, and nobody. Nobody gave a shit about the car until, like, this guy went... The guy that created it went to jail, and then everyone needed to get that car. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, as you do. Some things become popular from tragedies, I guess. I guess. I wonder, what's that thing that Walter White drove, a Winnebago? Are we going to start seeing, like, a ton of those on the road now? I've... (laughs) Funny enough, uh, when I was staying in Albuquerque, I went for my birthday. I know it's Mm -hmm. a weird place decide to go for your birthday but whatever albuquerque i've heard albuquerque. um the airbnb that we were staying at next door they had a, like that winnebago oh <laughs> yeah it, it was very okay. surreal yeah okay yeah but what? um yeah yeah it was anyway yes go on. um so they also wore armband patches, which read Heaven's Gate Away Team. See, I um, thought that was a joke because I saw a uh, a pin that said Away Team and then one that said Home Team. I was like, that's hilarious, but also like a little bit wrong. But then uh, it's a lot of it wrong. It's true. I didn't know it was true. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Um, but it was one of, as you know, Apple White was a huge like sci-fi fan yeah it was one of a lot of instances of the group's use of star trek universe like words and nomenclature and culture yeah yeah yeah. um so those who died were between the ages of 26 and 72 (gasps) i didn't know that they were so young young. and so old yeah yeah it was a a crazy range of ages it was a focus group mix um and they're believed to have died in three groups over three successive days, <gasps> with oh the remaining God. participants cleaning up after each <gasps> prior group's death. No. Yes. Um, oh, God. 15 members died on March 24th. 15 more died on March 25th. 
and nine, including Applewhite, died on March 26th. And they believe that Applewhite was the third to last person to die. Wow. Uh, Two people remained after him, and they were the only ones found without bags over their heads. Wow. Um, Among uh, so, but here's where it gets not weird, not interesting. Like I don't want to say that about this, but um, like I'd mentioned, like he's like Applewhite was super into sci-fi, Star Trek, all of that. Yeah. Um, Among the dead was actually a man named Thomas Nichols, and he was another high-profile member because he was the brother of actress Nichelle Nichols. And for those who don't know who that is, she's probably best known for her role as Yahura, Uhura, something like that. I, I'm uh-huh. not a Trekkie. I'm going to, I'm going to put that out there now. I, I respect it. I understand it, but I could never get into it. Um, but for those who don't, for those who don't know who she is, or maybe like, will you will recognize her immediately. But she uh-huh. was in the original Star Trek series, and she was the first black woman to be cast on TV in a non-stereotypical role, so not as a maid, not as, like, a slave, yeah. And she was also the first black woman to share a kiss with a white man on TV. She kissed William Shatner. Um, Wow. Really really taken one for the team, but good for her. (laughs) Um, And for those who, like me, aren't as, as familiar with the Star Trek world, you might know her from Are We There Yet? Oh. Sharknado? Oh, God. Um, and the ultimate, like, Cuba Gooding Jr. classic, Snow Dogs. Really? Love the dogs. Don't remember anything else. But she's in it. And, and that was her brother? That, that was her brother. And wow. one more quick thing, because, like, I... I Probably did more research on her than I should have, but she's a fascinating woman. Um, using her high-profile, like, image as being in Star Trek, she actually recruited for NASA. Whoa. Yeah. Um, she was cool. also the first black woman to put her hands on the Walk of Fame with the... Re- it was with the rest of the original Star Trek cast. Wow. But she was the first woman, the black woman, to have her, like, hands, like... What's the word that I'm looking for? the impression yeah Yeah. um so yeah so i love her uh that is very her brother is a very interesting person but yeah that's very sad yes and the but the connection too is very like yeah that is very weird weird um but so now now kids we're gonna get into something called ironic irony that's what i meant to say something called irony you Um, just wanted to sing alanis morissette didn't you I did. I really did. But I'm like, we've had enough musical interludes on this episode. Um, Go on. So one of the main, like, most basic tenets, tenets, I don't know why I always do that. I, 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 I know it's tenet. I went to Catholic school. Tenet is a word that's thrown around a lot. It's, it's right. not. It's it. not. Anyway, one of the most basic tenets of the teachings of Heaven's Gate was that they were against suicide. Yeah, if you go on their website right now, uh, yep, it there's is a couple of all things. about it. Yeah, they said uh, one of I'm the... I'm going to quote it. <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah, one of the pages on it is um, against suicide. All about their stance suicide. against... Yes. Yeah. Um, 
And here's an excerpt. What it's we know that it is only while we are in these physical vehicles, bodies, that we can learn the lessons needed to complete our own individual transition, as well as to complete our task of offering the kingdom of heaven to this civilization one last time. We take good care of our vehicles so they can function well for us in this task, and we try to protect them from any harm. We fully desire, expect, and look forward to boarding a spacecraft from the next level very soon in our physical bodies. There is no doubt in our mind that our being picked up is inevitable in the very near future. But what happens between now and then is the big question. We are keenly aware of several possibilities. The true meaning of suicide is to turn against the next level when it is being offered. In these last days, we are focused on two primary tasks. One, of making a last attempt at telling the truth about how the next level may be entered, our last effort at offering to individuals of this civilization the way to avoid suicide, and two, taking advantage of the rare opportunity we have each day to work individually on our personal overcoming and change in preparation for entering the kingdom of heaven. So, yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that's usually a, a stance that lots of churches have is oh, against yeah, suicide. Yeah, like, but that's one of the, the main di- things. Yeah, but the difference is they actually follow through with it. Yeah. Like, this is like... Like, they've got the whole fucking page dedicated to it, and it's like, it's like a manifesto of, like, a known bank robber being like, I am completely against theft. It is awful. Why would anybody do that? Like, it, it's yeah, so messed up. Yeah, you can have your up. own set. Yeah, but you can set it aside as, like, no, we weren't, like, this wasn't a mass suicide. It was leveling up. Yeah, well, and that's what, that was an argument that people used, and that, and another argument was like, well, but these are, these are considered vehicles. Like, it's not considered yeah. suicide because they're vehicles. But I'm like, oh, it says here. And, and that was only part of it. It's like every, a huge webpage that they talk about it on. And every single person in the house died, right? Yes. So it wasn't anybody that was there and then, like, Every single person like, in that uh, rented house yeah, um, no. so it's not like... I feel like this was a lot more... Um, I'm just saying not everybody in the cult died, just everybody that was in that specific Exactly, house. yeah. And I feel like everybody, at least everybody who was in the house, it seems... I, I mean, I, we don't have any... Um, yeah. We don't have any uh, knowledge otherwise, but like yeah. everyone kind of went voluntarily. Oh, no, which yeah. Which is they, horrifying. Yep. It's not like the Jonestown like death tapes where you can hear people, yeah, people being like were not, not about cool, it. N- yeah, not cool with it as it was starting to happen. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that that's even crazy. No, the fact to that me. they were so cool with it that they cleaned up after the yeah. other people when they died. They just had such they were like okay. belief in what was yeah. going on. Um. So with are you that being talk said, talk about though, the exit statements. Uh yes. Okay. <laughs> um. So, just before the mass suicide, the group's website was updated with the message, Hailbop brings closure to Heaven's Gate. Our 22 years of classroom here on planet Earth is finally coming to conclusion. Graduation from the human evolutionary level. We are happily prepared to leave this world and go with T's crew. Which I mentioned earlier, that was their final, like, what's on the homepage. That uh-huh. was that was their final message. Yeah. And the website has not been changed since. Yeah. Like... Again, like that is the last time because they were because I guess back in the 90s when they were active before these suicides, they were updating it regularly. Yep. This was it. Yeah. So Um, the page that you see when you go to it now is what was updated 
like March that is twenty second or something. Yeah, it was something like, like that. Like it was like right before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was widely publicized the Heaven's Gate event, um, in the media as a result because it was an example of mass suicide. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and when news broke of the suicides and their relationship with the Hale Bop comet. Um, the co-discoverer of the comet, Alan Hale, was drawn to the story. Um, Hale's phone, he said, quote, never stopped ringing the entire day. Jesus. Uh, he never responded until the next day. And when he yeah, spoke... because he at- needed to fucking figure out what was going on. Well, and I'm sure he also felt guilt. Yeah, but... Like, if he hadn't discovered this A this thousand comet, percent not his fault. Well, help- well, yes, I know, but it's kind of like survivor's guilt. Like, it's not your fault, but that doesn't make it any... Yeah. Yeah. different that doesn't something with, make the grief any more real yeah something with your name on it caused such right something terror. that you brought into the like brought into the public eye something you made everyone aware of yeah yeah um but so when he spoke at a press conference the next day on the subject um it, he only spoke after looking into everything like you said yeah. Um, and speaking at the Second World Skeptics Congress at, in Heidelberg, Germany, on January on July twenty fourth, nineteen ninety eight. So about a year later. Yeah. Um, Doctor Hale discussed the scientific significance and popular lore of comets and gave a personal account of his discovery. And he then lambasted the combination of scientific illiteracy, willful delusions, a radio talk show's deception about an imaginary spacecraft following the comet. And a cult's bizarre yearnings for ascending to another level of existence that led to the Heaven's Gate mass suicides. Hmm. And Hale said that before Heaven's Gate happened, he had told a colleague, quote, We are probably going to have this, uh, going to have some suicides as a result of this comet. The sad part is that I was not really surprised. Comets are lovely subjects, but they don't have apocalyptic significance. We must use our minds, our reason. Yeah. Um, so that's what he said at the Congress on that subject. Um, but as I said before, everybody in the house died, but some people survived. Um, two former members of Heaven's Gate, Wayne Cook and Charlie Humphreys, later committed suicide in a manner similar to what happened with the Heaven's Gate, um, like, original mass suicide. Yeah. Um, Humphreys survived a suicide pact with Cook in May 1997 but ultimately killed himself in February 1998. Um, The original 39 deaths also motivated the April 1997 suicide of a 58-year-old California man who left a note saying he hoped to join the dead Heaven's Gate members. Mm -hmm. And as we've alluded to before, there are two surviving members who still maintain the group's website, even though it hasn't been altered since the suicide. They just kind of, like, pay to keep it up. Yeah. Um... And they don't identify themselves in interviews, but they remain active. Like, they keep it alive. Um, And an example of them being in interviews, remaining active, but still not giving their names, is to get into the modern pop culture. And I'm I'm not going to nail this. I feel very old talking about this because it makes no sense to me. But whatever. There is a rapper out there. His name is Lil Uzi Vert. Um, <laughs> I just really is, enjoyed this hearing is a man's you say that. name. I know I'm the whitest person alive. Um, but he released artwork for his project called Eternal Ataki, uh-huh. a take. Um, 
and he released that last July, like literally like July 2018. Oh wow. Um and the two cult members immediately like freaked out because they noticed that there was a similarity between his like artwork for this project and the Heaven's Gate logo. And they began protesting and giving threatening statements to Genius. Like, for those who don't know what Genius is, you do know it. It's like when you look up the lyrics to a song, they're a digital media company, but they like, yes, yeah, they yeah. do like the, ly- they're like the big lyric website that like, it like pops fucking up on Metro Spotify. lyrics used to be and stuff. Yes, they've got a partnership with Spotify. I think also yeah. with Apple, like all of the big streaming services, um, but they do fun facts. They do all kinds of stuff. But um, so yeah, so they released a statement to Genius which read, he is using and adapting our copyrights and trademarks without our permission, and the infringement will be taken up with our attorneys. This is not fair or this is not fair use or parody. It is a direct and clear infringement. Yeah, but the G in Heaven's Gate is the fucking uh, Green Bay Packers logo. No, Giants. <laughs> Giants or Green Bay no, Packers? No, I think it's I think it's Packers. Is it the Packers? Yeah, isn't I don't know. it? They weren't in the Super Bowl, so I don't know who they were. Yeah, look up Green Bay Packers G and then look at the G from Heaven's no, Gate. No, I, I know the logo that you're thinking of. I just don't know who it's attributed to. Yeah. Also, but, you're the looker-upper for this episode. Excuse I'm you. I'm sorry. Know your place. Come on, peep. <laughs> um, But so, yeah. So that's one pop culture reference that I never thought I would have to be talking about because yeah, right. Lil Uzi Vert. Good. I love it. Um, just okay. All right. I'm. I've got no idea. I'm. I. This is it. I'm no longer in touch with modern day anything. <laughs> like I'm. I'm out of touch. I'm watching Murder She Wrote twenty four seven, sucking on my butterscotch, and that's all that's happening. Um. But so yeah, tons of books have been written about Heaven's Gate and yeah. the Heaven's Gate mass suicides. Um. So I'm only going to touch on a couple. Like we touched on that sociologist Robert Balch. Um, but one book was written in actually 1979 and it's by Jacques Vallée, Vallée, Vallée. Uh-huh. Um, and the book is called Messengers of Deception and he described an unusual public meeting organized by the group and he frequently expressed concerns within the book about contactee groups, authoritarian, political, and religious outlooks and Heaven's Gate was not one of those groups that escaped criticism. Mm. Um, there's also a podcast on Heaven's Gate, which yeah. is called Heaven's Gate, and it's hosted by a man named Glenn Washington. And if anything, like, obviously we're not experts on this, but yeah. of all the people to do a podcast, he is the ultimate expert. Go check him out just because he was also, um, along with the rest of the family, his family, a member of another cult that is known as the Worldwide Church of God. So he's yeah. speaking on this, not just from a... Like, this is what Heaven's Gate was about point of view, but also from a I was in a cult point of view. So it's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. So if you've um, been interested by this, like, the that entire podcast is about go the thing. All right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, there have also been various documentaries and series on the cult over the years. Um, Louis Thoreau was not Louis Thoreau, however you say his name. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like, he wasn't successful, but plenty of other people were after the fact. Um, the History Channel aired a documentary called Heaven's Gate Cult Documentary. You can find it on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. And most recently, in 2017, Inside Edition aired an episode for the 20th anniversary of the Heaven's Gate suicides. 
and it was titled Heaven's Gate 20 years later. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was also a TV movie released in 2007 titled Heaven's Gate, The Definitive Story, which has a 5.6 rating on IMDb, and that is literally all the information I could find on it. And, (laughs) (laughs) yep. And there's a documentary that was released in 1999 titled Heaven's Gate, The Untold Story, so slightly different. Um, And that has a 5.9 rating on IMDb. And I thought that was all the information I was able to find on it until I looked into the director, Sergio Myers. Uh-huh. If you have ever seen an episode of E! True Hollywood Story or MTV's show Sorority Life, remember that? <laughs> sure. You're familiar, you're familiar with Sergio Myers' work. And this documentary actually put him on the map. Um, oh, wow. he, won an, he won an EBE award, and the documentary was inducted into the internet. The I can't speak. The documentary was inducted into the American Museum of Natural History. Whoa! Yeah. So all right, high profile. Now he's really like into directing reality television. But Ugh. honestly, like I mean, uh, I guess. But like at the same time, after you've done something like this, I can understand not wanting to do anything serious for a long time yeah i guess um unless you're running a true crime podcast in which case we're out of luck yeah um but so yeah so but here's the fun part the heaven's gate cult itself also has a book which you can get on their website you can order it Mm -hmm. um via rep at heavensgate.com or the address that's listed on there And the book is titled How and When Heaven's Gate May Be Entered. Um, You can also read excerpts of it on on the website, so you can try it before you buy it. Good. Um, And there are also, on their website, and this is another example that I was alluding to of how they haven't updated it in, like, forever. Uh They also have for sale two videotapes. (gasps) Yes, yes. Like, it is, that is what they are listed as. If I want them to send me VHS tapes. Um, and there, the first one is titled Last Chance to Evacuate Earth Before It's Recycled. It and sounds like a real fun watch. It's, it, it's like over an hour and it <laughs> was released in March, 1996, a year before mm-hmm. the suicides. Um, and then the second one was Planet Earth About to Be Recycled, Your Only Chance to Survive, Leave With Us, which was released on October 5th, 1996. Um, and again, that's about an hour. And wow. like the book, both of these tapes, along with their German translations, can be purchased. German, German um, can be purchased on the Heaven's Gate website. Wow, and that's nuts. They, and like, if they weren't so fucked up, I'd be like, oh, this is really cool because they were like, and if you want to just get it, and they were, they're like, it's like artists who I think, I think, I think Panic at the Disco was one. There have been artists in the past who have been like. If you want to listen to my music, just bootleg it. Yeah, that's what Dave did. That's how he started. Yeah, Dave Matthews yeah. Band. That's yeah. that's basically what they say at one point. They're like, yeah, and like, if you want, you can just make a copy of it and then send it back to us and we'll refund you the money. Or you can just have us keep the money and send it back to us so we can share with others and like not waste and all this other shit. And I'm like, if yeah. you guys weren't so fucked up, that'd be really cool. It literally says on the, the page, if you would like to send for videotapes, there is no charge. If you would like to copy and return the originals to us, we will make them available to someone else. If you choose to assist with deferring our expenses, those funds would be invested towards getting this information out. Yeah, like, 
Damn. And and that is probably where the $7,000 came from. Yeah, probably. But yeah. Wait, so did I miss something? Did you not talk about the exit statements? I thought that was the exit statement, the thing on the website. No, there's exit statements. This is very, very dark, and I prefer if I didn't see it. But um, there's, uh, like, kind of last will and testament of some of the people. Oh, uh, that's, like, another, that's they, on the website. Yeah, it's one of the pages yeah. on the website. So you can read, like... Uh, yeah, there are three that are on here, and their names are weird. One is Chakoti, one is Glenodi, and one is Sorodi. Yeah, I, ch- it's I like clicked a weird on the first foreign one. language. I clicked on the first one, and it said uh, why I want to leave at this time, and it said like it's really why sad. we must leave at this time. Oh yeah, no, this th- is like, like if you scroll down, it says why I want to leave at this time. If you oh and it says, yeah, the main reasons that I know who T and Do are, they are members of the kingdom of heaven, and I know it. I knew it the the, the, the day that I met them. Like, it's so oh, sad. God. And he talks about, like, he wants to leave because love, kindness, anger, freedom, joy, and yeah. happiness. And, wow. Wow. It, and he talks about so how lucky... sad. Published March 22nd, 1997. Oh, God. So that was, like, right before... Yeah, this is, like, like a, maybe a day before. Yeah. Well, no, not a day before, but, like... Because I think well, it was the 24th. They started, right? I'm asking you like you were about it. Somebody (laughs) else wrote... Wasn't that when they were found? No, they were found on the 26th. Oh, okay. Um, No, so then I guess it would have had to have been the 23rd, 24th, 25th. That's really sad. Yeah. um, Another one was written on March 19th, which was around when um, Applewhite got everything together and, like, made that video. Yeah. Um... Which I have, uh, and this person basically clips reiterates. of the recruitment video that I'm going to put on the website. Yeah. yeah, I watched some of them, and that's where I was like, crazy eyes. Yeah. Um, like, ugh. I, I just, like, reading some of these, yeah, it's, it's very really sad, sad because they all have such steadfast... Yeah, they believed so hard. Yeah, like, they trusted and believed, like, it's not like it's not like a form letter like they all are very like it's so sad because all of this all like this energy could have been put towards something so yeah. good yeah and like whew. yeah so not to leave on a sad Lord. note but yeah thanks Haley. and then the Wait, last one was written was on it? march 18th was that that Fallout Boy has nothing. That Fallout Boy song has nothing to do with the cult, right? Not the cult specifically. It has to do with like the disorder. What? There's a Fallout Boy the- song called Heaven's Gate, right? Oh, I thought you <laughs> I thought you meant the album Fallout Do. <laughs> no, they have. Don't they have a song? Is it Fallout Boy or Panic at the Disco? It's like InSync and Backstreet Boys. I get some of their songs mixed up. Really. I yeah. mean, when I was little, I used to confuse Celine Dion and Christina Aguilera. Don't at me. That's. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. There's That's also, why I, said, I also Don't looked at me. it up. There's a uh, heavy metal band from Germany called Heaven's Gate. And as I'm like reading their Wikipedia, I don't think they have anything to do with the cult either. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah. Okay. And then there's a Heaven's Gate is the first album by Norwegian symphonic power metal band Cl- Clidian. 
I don't know. Clip. <laughs> and that also doesn't have anything to do yeah, with, no. the, yeah, with the cult. There were it's no, just weird. Like, that's when you know that something is super fucked up, when even the hardcore bands make no references. <laughs> yeah, right? They're like, like there was I'm a, not even that dark. There was an entire metal album, like, about Dahmer. Yeah. And I and can't also, find one Heaven's Gate song. Yeah. And the song Not even one where they of, remix Applewhite's voice. Oh, oh, I don't need that. Don't put that out into the world because then something like Michael's going to do something like that. No, um, that's horrible. I hate it. He, he would do it just to like make me upset. Um, but no, the song that you're thinking of, first of all, I haven't heard in a million years, but it is by Fall Out Boy. And no, like it's got nothing to do with huh. Heaven's Gate. It's like, can you like give me a boost over the gate into heaven type of thing? Got it. Not like let's all kill ourselves in the name of an alien named jesus all right then doe and t bow and peep so <laughs> i guess you can go to the website our website or their website i mean we'll i'll link their website on our website yeah and then you can go to their website yeah but yeah you can get find all of our stuff there social yeah, media you can listen to all of the non-heaven's gate music like the fall like i think i don't think is it their most recent album that that was on or is it because I, I think heard so it, yeah i was gonna say i haven't heard it in like a year um yeah because i didn't really like their most recent album i feel really bad saying that um but you can listen to that you can listen to the metal band heaven's gate yeah. all again no relation but if you're looking to get into that well, it's no relation, so I'm not linking. Mindset. I'm not yeah, going to link them on the website, but anyway. I know, but... There'll be more That's what I'm saying. They can go out and, like, venture on their own. Yeah. Um, go do that. But, yeah. Yeah. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those. Crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. Yeah, that's the website. That's we answer everybody. We answer everybody on any messages that they send us yeah, on any platform. Yeah, basically, like, you write, we answer. Yep. Um, slide into those DMs. Slide into those DMs. Slide onto that review page. Yep. Um, Next week, we're going to have a like pre-Valentine's Day episode. Yeah, It's going to be super romantic. We're going to love each other more yeah. than we usually do. Yeah. And we also have a fun announcement. Yes. So fun for cool. everybody. Fun for everyone involved. Fun for all. We alluded yeah. to it on our New Year's episode. but We did. We did. Like, so finally, go back and listen. <laughs> We're finally ready to bring it to the world. So, oh boy. All right, we're running long today, so I'm just going to say goodbye. There was a lot of information on this one. All right, this is Bo and Peep signing out. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.